The Old Premeds Podcast, session number 246. You're a non-traditional student entering the medical field on your terms. You may have had some hiccups along the way, but now you're ready to change course and go back and serve others as a physician. This podcast is here to help answer your questions and help educate you on your non-traditional journey to becoming a physician. Welcome to the Old Pre-Meds Podcast. My name is Dr. Ryan Gray, and I am here to take your questions directly from premedforms.com and answer them here on the Old Pre-Meds Podcast. Before I jump into that, I want to let you know about MAPT. If you haven't checked out MAPT yet, I don't know what you're waiting for. Go check it out. It's a free two-week trial over at mappd.com. Just today, I was having a conversation with a physician, and I told her about MAPT. I I haven't told her about it yet. And she goes, oh my God, this would have saved two years of my journey to get into medical school. She was a cocktail waitress before medical school, didn't have anybody in her family who knew about the medical school process. She didn't know who to ask. She didn't have the network. MAPT is your roadmap to get into medical school. She, She literally said, this will save me two weeks or two, this would have saved me two years of my journey to get in to medical school. What is two years equal? Well, two years of a physician salary is about $300,000 potentially. And at $699 a month as it is right now in public beta, when it goes to a regular release outside of beta, it'll be $799 a month at least right now as we're recording this in the middle of September of 2020. In the future, it may go up. We don't know yet, but we have so many amazing things yet to come with MAPT. Go check it out, mappd.com. We have a great question today from a student asking about COVID times and how medical schools are going to potentially review or view virtual remote clinical experiences. Our student says, hi, I'm curious to see what others think about clinical experience that occurs virtually. I volunteered with Crisis Text Line for some time, even before I decided to go to med school. Basically, it is a nonprofit service that handles crisis through text. I've helped avoid suicide and discover resources that could change their entire situation. The experience can be quite personal, even from a distance. Is this clinical experience? Should we still focus on the in-person format for getting clinical experience? phlebotomy tech, for example. I plan to, but I have to admit that helping people virtually for a couple hours a week has benefits for a non-trad. So this has come up a ton because this is actually one of the things that I've been recommending a bunch and other people have as well for experience during the pandemic, during this COVID-19 pandemic, when hospitals and clinics shut out all the students, shut out anybody who wasn't necessary to be in the clinic or in the hospital, students were freaking out. How am I going to get the clinical experience that medical schools want and need? How am I going to get the experience to understand what it's like, to understand if I like this process, if I like being a physician? And so, What has happened a bunch is we've recommended this specific thing. Go to a a crisis text line and start volunteering. So I consider it clinical experience. And I, I think even this is good clinical experience for someone even outside of the pandemic. And I'll give you an example. So I know there's uh, a physician here in the area 
who does a lot of medical legal work. And to do a lot of medical legal work, you need to maintain usually some clinical practice. And his clinical practice is running a crisis hotline. And so if it's good enough for the lawyers, maybe it's good enough for the medical schools. And I'll I'll give you a caveat to that. And the caveat is, yes, you still need to focus on in-person clinical experience because you need to prove to yourself that you like being in the hospital setting, that you like being in a clinic setting. If in the long run you want to run a crisis text line as a physician and be their medical director, great, you can do that. But to get to that point, you're going to have to go through medical school. You're going to have to go through residency. And to do that, you are going to have to be in a clinical setting. And so medical schools are going to want to make sure that you enjoy, you understand that whole situation. And so when it comes to crisis text line versus clinical or versus a clinical setting experience, I don't want you to avoid a clinical setting just because you're having a lot of fun in the text line. I want you to try to do a little bit of both if you have time for that. If you only have time for one thing, go into a clinical setting as much as possible, interacting directly with patients. I think that has a lot of experience that you just you just won't get from a virtual slash remote position. Now, just to cover my bases for everyone, right? Right now, virtual things are real things, right? We we are in a situation in our in our world right now with the pandemic that everything is virtual. At, at, at least everything that we can make virtual is virtual. Schools, medical schools, are virtual. A lot of them are virtual. They're going in potentially for their anatomy lab, but then everything else is virtual. So medical schools are making virtual school work. They're going to understand your online classes, your online labs. They're going to understand your online shadowing, right? And just a plug for eshadowing.com. It's a shadowing program that I'm starting up actually here on September 28th, Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern. We're going to have a live physician on, very similar to my specialty stories, a little a little bit of conversation with a physician, uh, a case study, and then a bunch of Q&A as a, our virtual shadowing at eshadowing.com. Go check that out. And there's a bunch of other shadowing opportunities as well, virtualshadowing.com. There's webshadowers.com. There's a bunch of shadowing opportunities out there. So go get as much as you can. Doing something is better than nothing right now. So if you're sitting there pouting, going, oh, that's that's not clinical experience. That's, that's not going to count as shadowing. So I'm just not going to do anything. Well, when it comes to applying, and medical schools are seeing all the students who have something, even if they're like, okay, well, it's virtual. That's not really shadowing. And they see yours that has nothing. That's going to stand out. So do something. Go out there and do something. Even if in the long run it doesn't count for anything, do something. Eshadowing.com. So random, random side topic there. So for this student, getting back into the remote clinical experience, definitely try to get in to real life, real person, IRL clinical experience, being around the patient, close enough to smell the patient. That is really going to help when it comes to proving to yourself that this is something you enjoy. And that, at the end of the day, is the goal of this whole process, proving to yourself that this is what you want, proving to yourself that you can handle this. 
the handle this part is definitely approving to the medical schools as well because they want to accept people who can pass the school, all the school tests, pass the boards, et cetera. So I hope that was helpful for you. If you have a question you want answered here on the old pre-meds podcast, go to premedforms.com, find the non-traditional pre-med discussion and post your question there. I hope you have a great week. We'll see you next time here on the old pre-meds podcast. This is MedEd Media.